The world around us is changing faster than ever before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be brave, and be fearless. Let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. Welcome back to Data Gurus. This is Seema Vasi, your host. I am excited to kick off 2021 with this episode. It's focused on perspectives, thoughts related to our industry for 2021. And it's also the first series of our MRX podcast network that we're doing. So something new, something different, continue to evolve. We hope you like it, that the series that is. And I'd love to hear your perspective on some of the things that I talk about in this podcast today. So before we look forward, I wanted to take a moment to, first of all, congratulate all our listeners out there that we made it through 2020. And I want to take a moment to say congratulations. I'm sending wishes of goodness sending wishes of joy, sending wishes of peace, because it has been a tough road. And typically, I tend not to look back. I always say, okay, yeah, we got through this. Now I got to look forward to the next thing. But this 2020 has been like no other. And as an industry, I feel like we collaborated together. We called on each other for help whether it's business-wise, personally, but we were there for each other. And I think that's such an important statement about our industry. We all suffered loss, whether it was the loss of what regular life was like. We dealt with our families. We dealt with virtual learning. We dealt with isolation. We dealt with business ups and downs. And you know what it showed me is that we are resilient. We adapt. We pivot. We find a path forward. And so for that, I just want to take a moment for myself to acknowledge that. And I don't know when I will actually be able to acknowledge this feeling, but I know if I continue to think about it, it eventually will sink in. And I imagine that's probably a lot of what everybody must be feeling as well. We're not impervious to the tragic toll the pandemic has taken on all of our lives. And sometimes I think we let specific emotions in when we're ready to deal with it. So we have probably many years to digest, reflect and process 2020, but we will do so in our own time. So again, congratulations. We're in 2021. You made it. And when I think about 2021, the silver lining for our industry is profound. Never before have we not had a playbook. We can't look at history to say, this is what I think is going to happen as it relates to consumer behavior, consumer attitudes, perceptions, how companies are going to make decisions, how they're going to pivot, what choices they're going to make, both on the supplier side, as well as the end client side. There is no playbook. And the good news for our industry is that 
People need information. They need insights. They need insights to inform these decisions they have to make. And I think 2021 is going to be a vital time for our industry to get engaged even more, to really focus on being able to provide those solutions. You know, before we even get dive into 2021, I think about questions, and I'm sure we could spend like weeks about the questions that we don't know about. But like personally, I'm thinking, you know, I had a dream the other day and I thought myself and my family went to Costa Rica for vacation. And I thought, how would I ever make that decision? How would we make that decision to get on a plane, to go to another country, whether we're allowed or not, right? We have to, that needs to happen. But what are the things that businesses have to do in that whole process of booking a vacation to get me to commit and to get my family to commit to take this vacation? I mean, vacation is very much top of mind because I'm sure like you, we're tired of looking at the same four or eight walls between home and office and work. And so I really seriously am thinking like, when is the next time we're going to go on vacation? But it's an important point. Like there's so many unknowns in terms of how I'm thinking about it, how my family's thinking about it, and then what concepts businesses are going to use to get me comfortable with going through that entire customer journey to get to vacation. And believe me, there's days when the bar is really low and there's days when the bar is really high in terms of that criteria. So, you know, the other thing I think about is 2020 was a year where we really saw stakeholder capitalism take place. Employees wanted their companies to stand for something beyond financials, beyond profit and loss. They wanted the company that they work for to be linked to the values that they represent. And we saw that so strong in 2020. And as those companies, not just employees, but consumers, consumers wanted to buy and support companies. They wanted to vote with their dollars as to what companies they believed in, what products and services they believed in that was in line with their value system. Big question going forward though, right? As brands, organizations, companies grow, will that sustain? Will that concept continue to sustain itself? I shouldn't even say sustain. Will that concept allow sustainable growth? And does it translate to financial performance? yet to be seen. Hopefully this is not just a marketing campaign, but it translates into something real, something that shareholders and investors can believe in. Anyway, these are topics. Listen, I know there's a million topics that need to be researched and that need to be understood. And so the silver lining here for us is that our industry can really play a vital part in helping companies answer some of these questions. I mean, I even think about, you know, like in 2020, we had to adopt, you know, we debated probably in 2019 digital, how much digital versus non-digital 2020, there was no decision. I mean, it was quick. You had to make a decision. You had to go in and become digital. You had to have digital solutions in your go-to-market strategies, in your delivery process, the entire workflow changed working remotely, using digital tools from an employee perspective. What's the new normal going to hold? As soon as we open up and everybody's safe to go out, are we going to go to stores and buy products? How's We've all been cooking at home. Are we going to say, finally, we can go to restaurants? Are we going to go back to life as it was? Are we going to create a new normal? Are businesses going to be more flexible in terms of how many people work remotely? 
how are we going to get employees back into the office? How can you incentivize employee if we want to get back into the? What's it going to take? Again, all questions that we have to figure out. Good news for our industry is we can help fuel those answers. Now, I think there's a catch here. It's not that I think. I know there's a catch. If you recall in 2020, every week felt like a month. There was just so many decisions that were being made that maybe in a window of time, we might have taken a month to make, maybe two months, three months. In 2020, we had to be faster because things were moving and we had to make these decisions. 2021 is going to be similar in my mind, and it will continue to be fast and quick. Why? Brands have to make, and clients, have to accelerate the speed in which they operate. Technology has cut across the entire landscape, and organizations have to be faster, quicker, more efficient and how they go to market, how they launch new products, how they develop campaigns, how they sell, how they manage their supply chain, how they manage their employees, how they hire. Every single function is going to be quicker. Business process is going to be quicker. And the reason for that is if you're not going to do it, a competitor is going to do it. So companies have to keep up. So for us, as part of the data, marketing, research, insights ecosystem, We have to deliver solutions that meet that need. Now, how are we going to do that? We're going to have to do it a little differently. We're going to have to adapt and even more so in 2021. We saw it over the last couple of years where we've seen these tech enabled, we've seen technology play an active role in our industry. Similar to end clients, technology is a central force in our industry. It is our choice to adopt it. It's our choice to embrace it. It's our choice to figure out how we leverage technology to meet the needs of our clients. So we've seen over the last several years, companies that are impacting each part of the data ecosystem that are tech enabled. And guess what? When there's technology, there's scale. When there's scale, there's investment. And so where I believe in 2021 and beyond, we're going to continue seeing capital being put into our industry, which I think is a good thing. It keeps innovation alive. I think it allows us to grow our share of the pie in terms of dollar spend. I think we'll see new business models emerging, more different solutions. I think we'll maybe not necessarily go to market just through the consumer insights function. I think we'll see solutions being targeted directly to specific functions within organizations. So maybe going to product innovation, maybe going to shopper insights directly. Again, the force is the driver is speed. The driver is to facilitate decision-making in the most efficient manner as possible. I think it's exciting. I know there's people in our industry that have felt passionate about carving out, and I don't want to say splitting, carving out a part of the industry that is defined differently than the traditional market research ecosystem of professional services. Professional services being those meaty, those deeply driven insights, projects that are on the verge of being consultative, you know, competing with some of the consulting companies. That needs still exists for sure. I 100% agree with that. That's strategic research. We need to continue using metrics to understand how we're doing. Tracking work. I'm not suggesting that goes away. 
But there is a part of the pie that I think you could look at separately. And I know that there's many, there's Patrick Homer and others. He's kind of pulled a lot of people to help define the segment, which is basically ResTech, tech-enabled services, tech-enabled businesses, platforms that really speak to agility, really speak to expansion of our ecosystem. Teams are in flux, but you still have to get your research in field. Partnership with Paradigm Sample means you get our expert focus on every detail of your project. We have access to over 1 million consumers and many business professionals who are eager to voice their opinions and participate in traditional and non-traditional online studies, whether it comes to sampling, programming and hosting services or consultation. We are agile and quick to meet your needs. Visit ParadigmSample.com today. So I want to briefly just talk about some of the different parts of the value chain where we're seeing technology play a vital role. And I don't think, I talked about the professional services space, that too will benefit from technology. Don't get me wrong. Business models are different though, right? When you have technology, you can enhance what you're doing, leverage tools to enhance your current process. You can actually create a new business model where we're seeing, again, tech and scale, you see subscription revenue, you see a different sales model, right? It's more about saying, this is my use case. This is how I fit into it. Here's what I have for you versus a consultative way where you understand where's your pain? What are the things you're trying to figure out? Let me devise a customized research solution for you. Very different. So I see when I think about technology, here are a couple of examples that are prominent in my mind. I see full service solutions that have templatized research. You know, the level of sophistication of what that templatized research offers is a differentiator and the occasion. So let's say you're just focused on product innovation. You can go really deep and you could create a DIY platform. I'm not saying you could, they exist that allows you to do quick turn research that is basically your partner through the entire product innovation cycle. Same with Sharper Insights. Let's say you want to launch a product. You want to get it distributed at a retailer. Use these quick turn research to understand how to build your case with a retailer. And then you want to understand performance. You want to get some quick insights. You want to get the pulse. What's going on? Those are two use cases where I can see a DIY, maybe a tech-enabled platform with some services to get to the answers that you need to get to. By now, everybody knows the word API, application protocol interface. This will continue to be prominent. I mean, it's made such an impact in the sample world. We all now connect to each other, right? Provide bigger pools of access. I think API connections will just only continue to grow. And it's not just to connect sources, connect questionnaire platforms to sources. I think we're going to get additional data sets that we can get through API connections. You know, voter databases, understanding respondents, their attitudes, perspectives, and then linking through API, their history of voting. Again, all in aggregate, completely private. There's no PII. LiveRamp is another example. There's just tons of different additional data sets that we can continue to aggregate through API connection, which it makes us more efficient, allows us to deliver faster, richer data. I think the other area is just 
efficiency in the current system. Processing quicker with the API connections, processing the additional data sources more efficiently, faster, and better. Here's another one. And this is a little bit like I talked about the tech-enabled platforms that go to other groups, which maybe traditionally we would never touch because we would go through Consumer Insights. But I think Consumer Insights within brand organizations have a choice to make. Are they going to democratize the use of information through visualization, through platforms that create automated charts, and get to an audience that's broader, get the insights faster to that audience, and make the value more about the decisions that you make around the insights? It's a big shift. But if we're talking about the speed in which we need to operate, we need to empower people with insights. We need to get them to be able to understand quickly what the results of a study are or what the results of a tracking study are, benchmarks. So I see the democratization of insights as being a critical component in 2021 and beyond. Listen, change is hard, but at some point it takes one company to do this and others will follow. Where data is not the power, it's the fuel that drives decisions. Major shift for us. But if we get on the right side of this, Here's what I think is going to happen. Consumer insights, market research companies, market research professionals have a huge opportunity. Well, a lot of these tech-enabled platforms that I was talking about, they're not developed by traditional researchers. They're technology professionals. They're innovators. They're people who want to build different business models. They need the partnership, the experience, the understanding of what the playbook is for data. What's the responsibility? What are the parameters that's going to guide decision-making? And so I think as a result of the technology, not the technology will enable this, I think there's going to be a great need for data governance, for improved data quality practices, and ultimately data stewards. How do we ensure the decisions that we make around data and the governance of data in an organization are agreed to? What are the criteria for that? What's data quality? Every company, every use case varies. How do we define that? How do we make sure people digest and understand that? How do we educate biases towards data and how to look at it? And what are the guardrails that we're going to put in place that allow us to help non-market research professionals to understand those parameters? And I think right now we have an opportunity, right? If we're not going to accept these new platforms, this new innovation, the choice for these tech companies, and I will say tech companies, tech-enabled companies, is to ignore the discipline, the best practices, the understanding of data. We don't want to be at war with them. There's a huge opportunity for partnership here to blend our industry, to up our game, and to say, look, there's sets of experiences here that we can all benefit from. And as a result, make this industry even stronger. And by the way, this industry could be bigger because with the tech enablement, we can scale faster. We can grow bigger. We're not in one quote unquote department as it relates to insights. I think we have a huge opportunity. I think you have to decide where are you going to play? What are the truths that you hold true, hold dear? And I encourage you, encourage all of us to be open, to embrace change, and ultimately really be leaders of this journey. Let's not fight it. It's not worth it. Technology is changing our industry and we need to embrace it. 
It's never too late to learn. So with that, I'm going to conclude and say, I want to wish everybody a great 2021. I'd love any feedback to these perspectives. I really would. You know, it's really hard to talk on a podcast by yourself for this long and put your heart out there. So again, if you have any perspectives, if you have any questions, please email me. I'd love to hear from you. It's Sima, S-I-M-A at infinity hyphen the number two.com. And thanks for taking your time, which I know is very precious to tuning into this episode. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.